Okay, so day number eight, and I've got the mic. Nice. 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 Walking Ibiza. And that was the moment I was invited up there to share a campfire on the Around the Island Walk back in October and to hear all of their shares after nine days trekking around the whole circumference of this incredible chunk of land that some of us get to call home. And it was a very special evening, as you're about to find out, and meet all the walkers who accompanied him on this 12-day adventure. But one guest is particularly special to us, And that lady is Laura Green, who we organised to join the walk for free as part of our Reset Rebel project. We've been giving back to the island all year through free retreat spaces, charity projects and spots on courses, life coaching programmes, craniosacral therapies and so much more. So on today's podcast with me, Joe Yule, uh, we dive into that experience with Laura on the walk, get to grips with the other heartfelt stories on people's reasons for joining and generally get a little bit jolly around the campfire with the rest of the team so don't go away as we head right up to the hills in the north of the island to San Juan for this one with Toby and our intrepid hikers and explorers. Day number nine a nice easy holiday feely sort of day but we still did 15 and a half kilometers and the hike climb was 400 so a good hike climb for the distance that we did with two lovely lovely big hills which was very good fun and everyone is, I think today people have really been noticing the um, the difference in how much fitter you are um, comparing it to day one and the body's really getting used to it. Um, word of the day, patience. It was an interesting word. It didn't start off that well because no one was being patient around the um, <laughs> around Some the lighthouse were. waiting Some for the word were. patience. Well, sorry, most people were. There was a few we culprits like, that um, did not want to hang on and be patient for it. Who do you think they were? No idea. And I'm talking, by the way, so be patient. And yeah, was, uh, the word came about because people can be very impatient with things. And... Especially the difference between, I've noticed with some people since the beginning and now, that you know at the beginning they were always at the front, impatient, when are we getting there, when are we getting there, what are we doing, how much further, and now those people seem to have become a little bit less, whoa, a little bit um, more patient, which is rather nice over the time, and it's a beautiful thing when you find yourself seeing people within the group and you see them change, and when they change from being the impatient people to the patient people, then loads of things changes with them. They start to notice more. They start to... The conversations you have with them, they're different. And they start to comment on different things that they might not have otherwise commented at the beginning. So I think that's rather nice. And myself, with the word patience, I think I've been very patient the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm actually weirdly... Today I felt like I was being a little bit less patient with people, which is weird because the word of the day was patience. But maybe when I give the words of the day, I'm being the opposite or something. But it was still interesting and coming up with the word and be patient and wait for people and we'll get there when we get there and things will happen as they meant to happen and what at the end of the day when I realised that if you just let things, if you are more patient, things always happen. When they happen and things that don't happen, who cares, they weren't important. So for me, the patience was lovely and actually at the beginning of the day, the pace was really, I thought, slow. But I was like, okay, that's the way it is. But actually, when we first set off from the camp, the, the, the pace was really slow, and I was almost like going, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, it was nice. It was nice to be a little bit slower, and I was being patient at the beginning, at the front, just waiting for people and going, okay, that's the pace of the group. Aho. Aho. Good evening. Uh, what's your lovely name? My name is Rosie. <laughs> Good evening, Rosie. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. Day number nine. How are we? 
Um, I'm a little stiff and sore, if I'm being honest, but having a great time, really enjoying myself. So. I love yeah. listening to your share and your lilting, beautiful tones. Where are you from? I'm from Scotland and currently we live down in the Scottish borders in a little town called Melrose. Very historic. Um, it's also the start of a pilgrim route, so walking's kind of something that's very local to us and something we do a lot of, but this is quite different. Say you look like a sort of professional, really. I look like a professional. <laughs> you are a professional. In terms of? Well, you're just, what you said, which I wasn't allowed to record about the share and like, you know, particularly your partner. Is that your partner? Uh, yeah, that's my husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, what he said, it's like, it's obvious that you guys get out and about a lot. We try to do a lot of walking and skiing and cycling. So that that's kind of our hobbies. They're all kind of outdoor things. Um, I think we're also beginning to kind of feel our age a little. But, no, um, stop it. We are the oldest ones in the group. and Say bloody what? Certainly going up the hills, I'm the oldest one in the group. <laughs> but no, but enjoying it all the same. You know what? We had two proper old fossils on our group around the island five years ago, and you guys are not on patch on them. You are literally not even ten years close. So to oh, be fair, I think you're doing well. And um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. Um, it's been a great experience. Um, I don't know if it's quite what I was expecting, but it far surpasses anything I was expecting. So, yeah. How so? Um, we heard about the, the trip from um, a woman we know in Melrose. She did it last year, and she just came back and she was raving about it. And so we kind of heard about the walking side, but actually the... In some ways, the best bit is the sharing around the campfire at the end of the night, and that's the bit that I have really, really enjoyed, and just the getting to know people, and we are a very diverse group. Um, but everybody's lovely, and we're all getting on so well, and that has been, uh, that's been amazing, a really special part of this experience. It always is, the camaraderie and the kind of, um, yeah, the absolute closeness that you create with the people that you're actually with is just the beauty of the whole the whole thing, really. Absolutely. As absolutely. well as the beauty of the island. I mean, ridiculous views and... I've never been here before. Um, my husband was here, as he will probably tell you, um, over 40 years ago, um, before Ibiza was really the Ibiza that uh, is the popular conception. Um, so, it, yeah, it was just an, an exploration for me. I knew that there was another Ibiza to the, the beaches and the parties and the nightclubs, so it's been wonderful just exploring it. And uh, It is an amazing island, a beautiful island, and we've been very fortunate, Toby, is an excellent guide, uh, so many stories, and uh, him oh, and yeah. Simon, um, <laughs> both of them have taught us so much about the island, and whether it's just the food tasting or whatever, um, yeah, we have learned so much. Nice. Well, thank you so much for sparing the time to talk to us here on The Reset Rebel. A pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> yes, hi, I'm Lisa Mack. From I'm from originally Scottish actually, but I'm from Chiswick. Sweet. And what brought you to this um, magical experience? <laughs> so I've been coming to Ibiza for about 25 years. Um, I've got a couple of friends that live on the island and introduced me to Toby. So I did a lot of the community walks this summer, and um, just really crazy about adventure and walking and getting out into nature. So it seemed perfect. I think um, I was quite nervous about it. It's a big undertaking. 12 days is um, a long time to commit. And also, you know, it's it's difficult walking. I mean, it's fabulous walking, but it's quite it's quite tough. I was loving what you said in the campfire earlier about this, in the sharing. Um, well, <laughs> normally in uh, these kinds of sharing circles in Ibiza, we share some sort of like stick or uh, some sort of sacred creation of uh, the shaman that's holding these mad ceremonies but I loved the fact that tonight we were passing a hairbrush <laughs> I know, we, we do our campfire shares every evening and it's um, you know, we, it's a wonderful way just to kind of get stuff off your chest and have philosoph philosophical debates or actually just have fun together, it's just it's a really good bonding session, so yeah hairbrush, we've had mayonnaise packets we've had sticks, we've had rocks, you name 
moment, yeah. <laughs> and you were saying about the Dalai Lama today, because obviously today's word was patience that you guys have all been uh, kind of walking with and kind of maybe deliberating over slightly. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the great things we do, um, Toby, our, our um, guide, gives us a word to uh, contemplate every day and to reflect. And what's so fascinating is that... Um, you know, everybody's got their own interpretations and sometimes it, you know, brings out stuff that people need to get off their chest. Sometimes it's it's about a very personal journey for people. But quite often it's just a chance to um, to just savour a word and think about the implications, the meanings and, and to discuss it. So, yeah, we, we are quite intellectual on the walk as well. <laughs> That's good to know because um, I've not seen that so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's campfire time and everyone's drinking red wine. I, I know. That, well, and eating cake yeah. and paella, and yeah. you've got your own private chef. I, things have really changed since I was on this walk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How many years ago did you do it? Uh, I was on the very first one about oh, five years ago. Amazing. So yeah, yeah it's, it's a remarkable experience. I really, um, you know, I'm sort of slightly panicky now that we've got um, we're on day nine, and I just don't really want it to end. Mm. I definitely didn't feel like that, but I'm glad that you do. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, seriously, please, someone, God. <laughs> Make it end now. I just, I was in agony. But that's because of my own fault for falling in the water when I was brushing my teeth on day one with wet trainers and then walking in them all day and I got the worst blessings of my life. And I, I was in agony and I wanted to just, yeah, jump ship fairly early doors. But I didn't. And then I just walked through that pain. But I'm very impressed that everyone's in such fine fettle and feeling so positive and just having the time of their lives, which is beautiful to see. And it, you know, how does it feel to sort of get away from, like, you know, just normal life and just be in this life? Like beautiful nature and under the stars and the new moon and yeah it's I mean it's the, the environment's absolutely perfect it's funny the first couple of days um, a lot of us run our own businesses or companies and we were very twitchy about being off grid it, it took a couple of days for us just to switch off properly and stop looking at our phones and um, Andrea one of one of my friends on the walk has actually taken a sim card out so we've had to go through that pain barrier of contact and communications but my goodness it's absolutely worth it and you know what the world will wait um, we're not that important anyway and um, just to be able to switch off and just to listen to birdsong and to just hear silence actually is, is one of the most beautiful things mm. so no one nothing's going to change is it you know the world's not really just gonna not, no. miss you and your phone and um, your connection to it we're really not that important not really <laughs> especially you look at the skies it's quite humbling you know we are we are small but um no we're enjoying every moment savoring it and uh, singing and telling stories and yeah just old-fashioned gorgeous things well keep on going you gorgeous thing and well done you for making it this far oh. to day number nine here around the campfire lovely to speak to you thank you there's no, rush to, there's no rush to get your yeah. book out um, I was just like quite blown away by what you said, so I thought it'd be nice to. Um, you get to my age in life and you find yeah, your specs as well, unfortunately. Provide you with a little bit of light there. Thank you so much. I'll be about two minutes. No, no, take your time. Take your time. Seriously. Wonderful. Loving that sock and um, flip flop combo there, whoever that gentleman is. It's a beautiful thing. Really beautiful. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to introduce you. Could you just. Um, hello. Good evening. Hi. Hi, Joe. How are you Dave. doing there? I'm doing well. Dave. Having a great Dave time. Dave from? Scotland. I, well, I got that much, but yeah. uh, whereabouts, darling? Melrose, in the borders between okay. Scotland and England. That is a fabulous yeah. accent you have. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so you're going to read us a little, um, an excerpt from your little beautiful notebook that you're carrying yeah. with you on the Around the Island Walk. Today's word was patience, yeah. Yeah. and um, you shared something really lovely around the campfire that... Um, I just thought that maybe you wanted to, to recreate. Sure, absolutely. Over the last few years, I've done quite a lot of long-distance walking. Uh-huh. And as you walk, you meet the most wonderful people in this world, and you realise how kind and decent the vast majority of people are. And as you walk, you think about your place in the world and what it all means. And you pick up all these sort of quotes that travel writers note and folk over the centuries have written. The, the, the one I quoted tonight was very simply, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is, and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. And certainly over the last nine days, no. Who's that from? It's actually, you may find it hard to believe, but it's Jeremiah from the Old Testament of the Bible. Okay, interesting. Didn't expect uh, you to say that, actually. Yeah. And nice. over the last nine, ten days, Toby has been a great guide. 
he showed us all the ancient paths in Ibiza. And all of us walking in these ancient paths, I think, have found great connections with each other and have found lots of the things that humans are seeking for. In whatever way you find the answers to that. What and, would you say those things are? Well, for me, it's, 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 it's very much... Um, I've got a reasonably strong Christian faith and for me that's what my focus is but I understand there's lots of other focuses and it's finding that contentment I struggled with the word patience but I I substituted it for contentment and once you find that contentment within yourself life's great which is santosha in sanskrit and i often talk about that in my yoga classes because um i think contentment is is a is a, is a game it's the game of life to try and find contentment yeah. Yeah. it's like yeah. how do you get there it's, it's very difficult to find this little bubble that you know we're all seeking in this world to be happy and to be content yeah. is yeah. obviously just the the place that we all wish mm-hmm. to reside in and yeah. it's um it's tough and i love the fact that you sort of said about you know it's not about the sunsets necessarily or the beautiful views of course they are part of the experience but ultimately it is the journey it is the people yeah. it is the connection to nature and the people around you uh, absolutely that's very very much my strong belief and i think you know sometimes you find years looking for this contentment and but when you realise as humans, humankind, we've all been nomads and we're all on a journey and when you think about yourself as a human being and you've made your own footsteps as, as part of millions and millions of others, you can find contentment in that and, and sometimes we try too hard to try all sorts of things that's available to find that contentment and just relax in what you found and enjoy it. I think the thing is that you realise on this walk, which is what I realised, even though I didn't come on it for quite the same reasons, because I was actually working and making a podcast, um, I was not keen on the camping and carrying. We did a very different version, so we were carrying 15 kilos and blah, 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 blah. But it was like, actually, for me... Santosha, I love that word so much. Yeah, yeah. Resided in simplicity and back being back to basics, um, and actually really got stripping back all of the layers and just getting in that little tiny little yeah. pathetic little tent, which wasn't as nice as yours. I'm going to say, yeah, not yeah, that it's about yeah. comparing and contrasting, yeah, yeah. but we had these little ridiculous tents that were like you know one foot off the ground. We were literally lying down, we couldn't sit up, yeah. and I was just like, I was so happy and joyous to wake up every morning in that little tiny little one man <laughs> slip of a thing and just really be like yeah totally yeah. in nature and totally just in that zone and it, it is it is a beautiful it's so hard to describe what happens over 12 days it is so hard to describe and certainly you no know, as a no, we all have so many possessions, and it, it, it's nice, it's good occasionally just to walk away with a very small rucksack with just a couple of days' clothing you can wash every night and move on. And you realise how, how little you need um, to survive, to be happy. And the happiness comes from the folk around you, not from the possessions you collect in lots of ways. And yeah, no, I think we've all had a, a great nine days so far I'm sure for the next few days it will be the same absolutely well yeah I mean you've only got what three more days to go yeah absolutely and you've done the walk the Camino de Santiago as well I've done yeah I walked the French way and then I thought it was a one off you get out of your system and then you go back to normality but I, I loved it so much the next year I went and walked the Portuguese way from Lisbon to Santiago and I suspect next year I'll do another long walk because it's so what, much what is fun. it that you find in these walks it's you find how how the vast majority of people in this world are decent, and you meet folk from all over the world who become friends, and you have a common interest. And when you walk with strangers and you share within a few days—well, maybe not days, but certainly weeks. They know more about you and you know more about them than your friends you've known for years back home. Because on that journey with strangers who you will never meet again, or likely will never meet again, you share far more than you ever would. And they do likewise. And there's something about walking side by side and not actually looking directly into somebody's eyes that actually enables you to share more, I think, when you're not actually sitting directly opposite each other on a dinner table, for example. You can just tell them your absolute innermost stuff. 
exactly, no. Lots of times, you know, you're walking and you're not looking at each other. And I think Toby's organised this so well. You now, most of our shares around campfires are in the darkness and we're not really seeing each other's faces across the campfire. And folk, folk become very honest and open. Nice. Well, long may it continue. Thanks really, much, really Joe. appreciate your yeah. time. Thanks. Enjoyed it. So here with Karen. Hi. Good evening. How you doing? I'm fine. So this is like kind of the end marker, really, to a very incredible period of uh, time in your life when you've been working for Walking Ibiza and now you're doing this around the island walk as kind of like the end of your time on the island. So how are you feeling about that? Um, well, actually, after day nine, I'm actually really happy that I made this decision to do this mm. because, yeah, first I always thought, no, let me organize it. I won't do it myself. But, yeah, uh, now I'm really happy that I made this choice and this this will be my finisher of my adventure on, on Ibiza, living on Ibiza. So. What, what, a way, what a way to end, though. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> uh, such a great uh, adventure, but also... It gives me a lot of lessons in life and a lot of emotions that come up. So, yeah, indeed, a good finisher. What emotions have been coming up? Um, well, all kinds of. Like, because we get a word every day from Toby. So, we got enjoyment and awareness and breathe and integration. So, all these words give you... Um, something to think about during the walk and during the day and how it is in your life right now so yeah uh, the emotions like joy but also sadness also excitement uh, sometimes guilt sometimes pain uh, but all those are, are fine and, and while you are walking they, they change so it's actually really nice and today was patience. Yes, it was patience. <laughs> what do you want me to say about it? <laughs> and how, like, how, how, how did that relate to your experience? Uh, well, for me today was more about walking and not thinking about anything because I thought already so much, much, and I already experienced so much that I wanted to use this day to process everything. So maybe that is kind of a way of dealing with patience, not to rush all those things, but just be quiet for a moment and walk at the back and just be patient. And I'm quite an impatient patient person. Uh, so, yeah, it is a word that I can work on later on. Yeah. <laughs> Always, always time for patience. <laughs> and I, I'm patient. Later, and later, I'm never now. <laughs> always tomorrow. Mañana, mañana. We are in Spain, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> so, Ibiza learned me already. Always tomorrow. I just want to settle down. Oh, no, no. Did you watch that film, Lassie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know the songs. I kind of feel like that's a sort of a thing, like, you know, you guys, like, full of, like, dogs. There's, like, three or four dogs around this campfire, all trotting along beside it. It's was like a film out of Lassie or a scene out of Lassie with you all around the campfire now just like having a jolly old time and um, yeah tomorrow you'll be off on your merry way on day 10 two days in the finish line which I'm I just yeah it's really good to be here yeah I love you also to be here oh I, I yeah it's actually nice you having here uh, how do you say <laughs> you, uh, the wine is flowing <laughs> well um, uh, let me put it different i I like that people are joining us during the campfires and uh, you get another inspiration and another vibe and uh, and you did around the island so it's nice to hear your experiences as well so yeah just the once yeah it was uh, it was epic and um, challenging and yeah I do admire all of you guys for, for getting to this point day nine it's um yeah it is the day when you think oh god have I really got it in me to actually polish this off but um yeah I mean I, I remember one day now my my feet were in such tatters I actually took off the compede and I was 
crying about what the state of my yeah my uh, my extremities were in I I thought maybe I'm not going to finish and the next day I tried to get my shoes back on and I couldn't and I thought that was it and then something came over me and I was like I can't not finish this I have to have to have to finish it no matter what state my feet are in I will meditate through it and walk all day and just hope for the best and of course I did take a very strong painkiller which also helped <laughs> and drank most of the day and then I was fine <laughs> alcohol always helps well I definitely had a little bit of uh, Dutch courage so to speak you being a Dutch woman yes. you know exactly what I mean it's just uh, yeah it just needed to happen and it was um, it was tough it was really tough and that's why I just love being in this situation where everyone's facing you know, some extreme yes. mental battles on a daily basis, but you are all trucking on and, and such good spirits. And that just like makes me really happy. Ah, that's nice to hear. Well, I love, yeah, all, all those things you are saying. And also to put, put up your tent every night. I love it. To make your own house. Okay, I draw the line there. I did not love putting my tent up every night. In fact, I never did it. I got somebody else to do it for me because I was so... Wow. Well, I had to do the podcast every day when I went around the wow. island as well. So I was making a podcast every day. And by the time I got there to camp, to put on my tent and then go somewhere and find a quiet space and then edit all that audio and then eat and go to bed and wash myself and all the rest of the things I had to do. No, it was all too much. So I found a little helper. But you did wash yourself. We don't wash ourselves. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like making it up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a stinky old rat bag, <laughs> just like you. Yeah. But you smell quite good from here, so oh, you know it's okay. all good. Someone, when I hugged them earlier, was like, "Oh my god, you smell so good!" Like Pepe Le Pew. I was like, "Nope, I just smell like a normal person." And you reek. <laughs> Washing is overrated. It's yes, exactly. Just pretend you're at Glastonbury. Yeah. <laughs> What, okay. Washing, washing, and sleeping is overrated. Mm. Oh no. God, you know you've got plenty of time for that when you get back. It's all exactly. good. Any more nights in a hotel? Yeah, one more. Oh well, there you go. Plenty of time for washing and sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Even when it, it starts to rain now, it's okay. It's only what? one night left in the tent. One night camping. One, one night, night in heaven. <laughs> one night only. One night only. One night in heaven. <laughs> okay. Nell, Nell, we need we'll to stop now because uh, we're just going off on a tangent here. <laughs> and what, what fun it's been! But I have to. I've got another ten more people to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Go Karen, it. love you, love and well you. done you. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> so we're just going to go and check out what is on the menu this evening with our chef. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Well, this is rise. That looks. You're very sneaky. I am always sneaky. <laughs> What have we got going on here in this big old pan of yours? All right, so this is a fall vegetable ibithinko paella. We're using fresh vegetables coming off the land here on Ibiza. Mm -hmm. It's all organic. Everything comes from the island with the exception of the mushrooms and the dried tomatoes. I sourced it this morning. So we have amazing carrots, yellow, green, uh, an orange, but it's not a traditional carrot. We also have other root vegetables as well in here. Um, you're going to taste a lot of different flavors, lots of different layers, lots of things to really drive your curiosity. Then if you... That looks like a man driving for, for dinner right here. I think you should feed this man before we continue this right. interview. And I, I get into That's trouble. That's very for... kind of you. <laughs> I don't want to hold things up here. The man's been walking all day. Hold on, hold on. Give the man some food before he collapses on the floor and dies. You want chicken? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Hold on, let me get okay. this. We've got so chicken as well. Over here we have chicken for those that are not wanting vegetable. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much. You're welcome. And then, uh, hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, we've got Laura. Yeah. Oh, the okay. Island Reset well, Rebel. Over here, so very good. Okay, and would you like chicken? I would love chicken, please. Okay, let's get oh, you set just up. Getting into the old protein game. Yeah. Up in so the ante, making more. <laughs> They need some protein. How are those muscles, Laura? We're going to talk to you in a minute, but... Feeling good, feeling good. Yeah, I think I came over... Energized. Yeah, I came over the whole um, muscle lakes. I think my body's getting used to it just day, day nine. So. Amazing. Day nine. Thank you. Just killing it. So, anyway, um, we have, of course, the natural chicken, organic chicken, mm -hmm. for uh, people who want meat. Um, and, essentially, they're going to get a lot of earthy vegetables, it also aligns with the chakra for today. So the idea is to give them things that will allow them to recover tonight so they're ready to go tomorrow. What chakra are we focusing on today? Uh, this is... The patient chakra, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is Tuesday. The base, base patients. Yes. So this is Tuesday and it's uh, yellow. Okay. Splendido. Well, bon provecha. Thank you now, so are you much going for talking to, have, to us. Are you going to have paella? Um, I am actually on a ketogenetic diet, so I'm not. But okay. uh, thank you so much for the very generous well, and kind offer. thank you for the wonderful surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the surprises. You're good. <laughs> I'm slightly blinded. I don't know who this man is. Oh, it's Toby Clark. I couldn't find my spork. <laughs> that is a disaster of the walk when dinner comes. Spork is missing. And you put it somewhere safe and a spork is a knife, fork and a spoon in one. <laughs> Which we get issued one for the whole trip, and if you lose your spork, you can't bloody eat. I just, I'm, I'm surprised. You know, the man who always bangs on about not losing one's uh, favourite utensil and receptacle, and here he is, sporkless. Right. And I left the um, jet I ball gave you on an extra because you're vegetarian. I gave the jet, I left the jet ball on twice unattended as well, which they all noticed and did me for. And um, what was what, what was the forfeit? just to get hounded by them all. <laughs> I love the fact that you're all looking like something out of an E.T. film because um, every time I go around, your third eye is lit up yep, like sort of me. Blackpool Illuminations and I feel like I'm actually in some sort of terrifying alien film. Definitely not here. <laughs> all is love here. All is love. Mm-hmm. Love and red kind of uh, alien tentacles from the third eye. It's very dark here, is it? It is very dark. It's only half moon. I almost fell down the old cave's tanit earlier. The moon is coming up now, which is rather beautiful. Ah, that is beautiful, actually. But um, otherwise, we've been walking with the new moon, so it's been very dark. Wow. Yeah, you timed that all wrong, my friend. (laughs) I can't do it right every year, can I? (laughs) (laughs) Well, from what I've been hearing in the chair, I have to say, um, yeah, I think it sounds like you've been doing everything right. It's um, quite humbling, actually, to listen to those little tales of... uh, Whatever he's been getting up to and feeling and thinking and yeah, it's just really, really beautiful to be here. Actually, I'm quite uh, quite honoured to be back in the uh, in the mix. So we'll have you joining us next year then. Well, do you know what? I'm actually it's, it's kind of inspired me and made me thought. I think it's like a bit like having a baby because you know, five years down the line, the love that you feel back in the group kind of wipes the memory banks of the absolute. But the trouble is, Joe, I don't know if I'll have you back. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. You were quite a nightmare. <laughs> I'm sure but you've maybe, had worse, let's be honest. Maybe you've, mat- you've matured or not. Or we just have to have a lot of space cake to um, enable you to get space through cake. the trip. That can always be arranged. Yeah, That's indeed. the good news. Yeah. Have you got a supply? <laughs> always. In fact, yeah. I've got some great mushroom chocolates. On you? Uh, no. I actually don't. I was about to announce that to the, to the party. They'll be very I happy. Don't, well, I don't know. I don't know if that would be good for morale for tomorrow morning, but um, we could arrange a special delivery for the finish line, perhaps. That would make um, the finished dinner quite useless, probably, wouldn't it? <laughs> just forget the food. Forget the food, just forget get on the, the old chocolates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just forget everything, really. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, start levitating. Yeah, um, well, I'm going to leave you to eat your dinner and then yeah, maybe have a little catch-up. I'm really starving. You look a bit peckish. Yeah, yeah, I'm eating and talking, so let me eat you some crack on. later. You can't pipe down. That's, that's my big mouth. on the top of it. <laughs> your big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a knob, it's exactly the opposite. Can I ask you a question? From your experience of being on the walk, when Toby says 20 minutes, doesn't it mean 40? And when you ask Toby for something, don't you have to ask about a couple of times? And then when he says about an hour and a half, you're about three hours. And then he said it's easy, it's actually hard. Is that true? Well, that'll be Toby Clark's little uh, interpretation of life in general. <laughs> a few flibbity wibbidies on the top, which we love him for. Because um, otherwise, flibbity wibbidies. You know, just uh, little fibs. Oh, flibbity wibbidies. Flibbity wibbidies. It's, um, well, if you knew what was coming up, then you would basically just sit down and throw a tantrum and stamp your feet on the floor, which is kind of what I did once, actually, when I was with Christian Every around Calacompter. Every day you did it, twice a day normally. On the 40k day, when we went from um, Calacompter up to San Anne, I did throw my toys out of the pan. You were like, dig deep, team. Uh, we're going to do 40k today because we're like really behind and you guys are walking so slowly. And uh, at one point, Christian was like, this is a shortcut, let's go off this way. And I was like, amazing. And then we got thoroughly lost. It turned out to be 20 times longer. And at one point, I just lay on my back on my 15 kilogram day pack with all my worldly goods in it. And I was like a tortoise that has been upended. And I threw my legs in the air and I just said to Christian, I can't do this anymore. And he was like, give me your bag. And I was like, fuck off, Christian. Don't be so ridiculous. Like, you don't need to do that. That's like, you know, far too heroic for any person in their right mind. But this little... German whippersnapper was like no no and put my 15 kilogram bag on top of his and just soldered on for the last 2k until we got to lunch and in that moment and this is what made my trip it's like 
people will come up trumps for you in your moments of um, extreme weakness and they'll be strong for you and that is just the most beautiful thing that happens on this round the island walk so um do you remember what happened after that we we got to the lunch point and i said i'm right we've got no time to stop grab your lunch we'll eat it walking and everyone rebelled against me and said we're fucking stopping we're not going to eat walking I suppose you got five minutes then for lunch and they all ordered pints and that was the end of it. Five minutes! I was ready to get my uh, AK-47 out at that point. I was like, Toby Clark, you are brown bread, my friend. Oh, yeah, we all had a rebellion on this walk against Toby. Yeah, Toby was at the front and he's like, oh, they're all rebellion against me and they were all in the woods because he's bringing us through this... Um, trail that obviously hasn't been used in a while because they're these real ancient Ever. trails Amazing. let's be honest yeah and uh, we're all going through the bushes Toby we hate you we were laughing and giggling and it was amazing and Toby's at the front slowly getting the food away from us and he was like yeah they're all going to have a rebellion against me tonight it's funny it's very funny but we got through the forest and yeah. everyone luckily was in a good laughing laughing very mode. giggly hysterical and they got through and it was all alright but they well, didn't, they didn't believe they, none of them believed they, uh, that I knew where I was going but he I does didn't. not know where he's going disclaimer <laughs> <laughs> excuse me I've got you I led the way today actually <laughs> I mean, I was always leading the way, to be fair. I mean, Toby's like the leader of the light brigade, and he's he's got this little flamboyant flame above his head that's sort of puffing away merrily, but, you know, he's not terribly sure most of the time. (laughs) What a load of old tosh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Even Laura said today, she said... Um, how do you know? No, you said something about how do I know where to go? And yeah, you said, yeah. You said, well, you, surely you just follow the path. And then, no, there's way more to it than that. She goes, but there's always a path to follow. Yeah, but you've got to choose the right path. Yeah. Well, and then he also said that um, he knows his way when he's in the, the woods and the mud and, and the mud paths. But when he comes to tarmac, he loses his way. <laughs> and then today, coming here, I took the wrong road. And it was tarmac. So. Yeah. Well, that that's it. You know, the real the real roads in life just lead you all the way down the wrong path and like when you come onto the the rougher terrain and the kind of slightly uneven ground that's when your kind of intuition kicks in and you kind of sort of just finally figure out what's what indeed and it does happen it's weird whenever i get to civilization and there's tarmac and there's roads and there's people i have to look i sometimes have to get out my map and go where am i going because i can't find the way but in the woods i'm fine well you just make it up no i don't (laughs) i know where i'm going (laughs) I'd like you to try and lead the way, Joe. Oh, I'm always leading the way, Toby. That's the thing. (laughs) Um, So here we are, gathered round the campfire on day number nine. And um, warm as toast, I must say. I feel like a bit like a marshmallow. And I'm joined by the gorgeous leader of the Light Brigade, Mr. Toby Clark. Hi. (laughs) He's on pause this evening. He's had a few glasses of red wine. And uh, the... White. <laughs> the white. Sorry, the white wine. I do apologise. Yeah, My mistake. Yeah. The vino blanco. And the um, the lovely Laura, as I love to call you. Oh, hi. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. So, Mr TC, how is it all going on day number nine? How are you feeling? How is this that group homogenising? From what I've heard around the campfire and the, uh, the sharing is always my favourite part of this entire trip, having done it myself. And it's, yeah, just seems like you've actually got one of the most lovely groups in the world. They are. I think this is the nicest group ever. But just don't tell that to the Charming. other groups. Don't tell that to the other groups. <laughs> but um, no, they are a lovely group of people. And what I love with every single group is that you have rich, you have not poor people, but people with less money. You have the when this this trip, you've actually got a lot of very very uber uber rich people here. But what's so lovely is when you come on these trips, you all end up equal. Doesn't matter if you got a mega villa or you live in a little shed which you actually got the, the, the two extremes on this walk everyone's just equal when you're walking you're all the same you haven't got your fast car you haven't got your um your villa to go back to you're all equal and that's what's lovely about walking that you become one because the, the, all the barriers get broken down and as you're walking everyone talks to each other and the i suppose in life you'd say that the more educated people are talking to the less educated i'm actually one of the, less, the least educated people here if you look at it from that point of view but everyone just mings them together, everyone talks to each other, and there's no one in this group, and someone actually said it on a share yesterday, there's no one in this group that you don't want to get stuck with on a little trail and have to talk to them. Everyone is lovely to talk to. On other groups, there has been a few people where sort of you can see people are avoiding them. And this group, everyone wants to talk to everyone, and it's just a great mixture of people coming together as one to do a, a, a common goal, and that's what we're doing. And day nine... 
sort of we've we've turned we hit we hit the north, most northerly point today so we're starting to head south down on the home run as such and people can really start seeing the end but all i say is that people start to get to this point and then they they start to relax and hey let's have a few more bottles of wine or a few drinks and that but there's still a long way to go and still bloody hard trip to go as well and people have still failed at this point this point last year someone put, had to pull out um, tomorrow morning because they something happened and that was them out of the out of the walk so people have still got to focus on it and keep going because it's still a long way to go and we've possibly got some really shitty weather coming in but we've been so blessed this walk we have um rose who's a minute who's a, um, a minister from scotland and every time a cloud comes across we just get her to look at it and the cloud disappears so she's we've got jesus on our side as well as tanit guiding us around this trip and we're very we're very 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 thankful for rose bringing in a bit of the religion of jesus here and of course we've gone through jesus and um it's rather nice and every time we sneeze we sneeze jesus here we say jesus every time here and on the last day we actually pass through jesus so maybe going to get Rose to lead that little bit, th- leading our way through Jesus, which is rather cool. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, you're all in fine fettle uh, for day nine. It's quite impressive. I remember coming up against uh, the, the most serious part of my doubts after Benaras and that night at Vaughan Rogers' house and um, inspecting my feet a little bit too more, too closely and uh, peeling off the compete and... Um, Really thinking that was it, actually, when I tried to get the shoes on the next morning, I thought that was that. But um, this is, a for me, to be actually in the exact point in the game that we are, which is uh, near Cala San Vicente. Um, and I went looking for you up at Cala's actual oh, the cave, cave um, <laughs> because I thought that's where you were. So I went looking for you for quite a little a bit of time. But we're actually on top of the exact mountain that I have my retreat house for the last three yeah, years. So actually, to meet here is um, a little bit special for me because I haven't come up this road for a while because I haven't wanted to. But um, tonight, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come back up this road and um, and find you guys because um, obviously I really wanted to meet Laura and you and um, see what was going down. And, um, yeah, it's been such an honour and a pleasure to kind of listen to all the, the lovely sharing and the caring that happens on this trip. And, of course, we are joined by Laura Green, our lovely Reset Rebel um, guest on the trip, the lovely lady who's um, been invited uh, to get involved um, because you've actually had a few little mishaps which we've talked about before on this podcast so maybe people yeah. don't really need to go into the full details but how are you feeling day number nine? Um, on day number nine I am feeling absolutely amazing. I think in the last few podcasts I obviously had difficulty trying to explain four years of a journey that I've been on but I think I'm even finding difficulty of trying to explain the past nine days because it's just been absolutely amazing um, but I've learned so much and seen so much obviously I've been and it's my first time being in Ibiza and probably my first time walking and then I remember saying on day four um, I had a bit of a bad day on day four it's gone good until then but I remember we did around 48,000 steps that day and possibly over 30 kilometres was it but for them four days and other days being as tough as that I just remember thinking that I have done more steps in the past four days and walked more kilometres and obviously even adding more now being five days ahead than I possibly would have done in the previous three to four years and that to me was just mind blown um, so I went strong then till day five and I just uh, had an amazing day again and day six I was going great and I was coming down the hills and I was like saying to myself oh I feel like a pro so I'm getting the hang of things and then I did have a little fall um, and I sort of knocked on my spirits a little bit because it was a little bit of a painful fall but um, I got back back up and because I've done so much walking and I wasn't used to so much walking I started to get really bad pain in my feet and I remember um, one morning I woke up and I was just I couldn't walk and it was a bit it was a bit painful just my feet and I was really disappointed in myself because it wasn't my knee that was holding me back it was just feet pain from walking and it was my body that was sort of letting me down and I was just really annoyed at that um, and Toby came over to me and he was like what do you want to do and I was just so close to just saying I think I can't go any further and I didn't even reach a halfway point at that stage and I was like I can't believe that this is how far my body's going to bring me um, but what happened then and touching on what Toby said the group just I'm even getting chilled right now the group just 
every single one of them just gathered around me and they were taking things out of their bags and they're patching me up and they're taking my shoes off and they're sitting me on a wall and they do this, do that and have some more and take a rest and you know, for me to go slower, that's no problem. And I just felt like everyone just was holding my hand and helping me back up that hill. And I got through the day and then ever since has just been totally uphill. Like today, I just broke, broke through all my boundaries um, and we had a little share around the fire and I wanted to throw something into the fire to sort of signify that this doubt that I had. And remember I was telling you, Joe and Toby, that when I was getting in the taxi to come here and leave the leave Dublin for the airport, I almost didn't get in the taxi. And I couldn't tell you why. And I obviously, this morning when I did say force to Toby, I, did, I didn't know the answer as to why I didn't get in the taxi. And then I realised the reason that I didn't is because I doubted myself and I thought that I don't want to go because on day two or three I'm, I'm not going to be able to go any further because I've never done this before. And I put an awful lot of trust in my physiotherapist who said to me that I'll be physically able to do this. But, like I've also said, um, if my physiotherapist was out of the picture and I was just to be asked, would you be able to do this 12-day walk around the island, straight away I would have said no um, because you are your biggest critique. And I would have in my head thought that I'd only be able to walk for an hour up hills, 400 metres. Hell no. No way would I be able to do that. But I put trust in him and I got in the taxi and I came over here and I have just been so proud of myself. Like, I've been looking at my legs and just seeing them, just my muscles contracting and just being able to, today, run up very steep hills and be ahead of Toby by a couple of hundred metres and telling him which way to go. And I've just been feeling really fit and really strong and just absolutely amazed at my body and so thankful and I have absolutely no doubt that I'm going to reach the finish line and that's why I wanted to burn something in the fire today because this rope that has been around my waist pulling me back is just let go and released and I'm grown past that now and I really, really am stepping in the light and I really do feel like that when I do step off that plane that I will be a different person because there's many lessons that you can't read in a book that are learned on the other end of the flight. So. Wow. And, and how does that feel, though? Because going from that to this, to, like, running up mountains, I, I mean, come on. I know. Like, only in May, the end of May, um, I had a really serious surgery, ACL reconstruction surgery, and, you know, you're, it takes nine months to recover from that, and they told me that I'd be in hospital for two weeks, and because of my history with my knee, I'd be on crutches for three to four weeks, and... Um, pain relief and everything but I was discharged from hospital in 24 hours I was back walking on my bare weight on my legs in three to four days and here I am doing over what 170 kilometers so far now and I beat the just only after doing surgery in May and like that's just it's just phenomenal but it also proves to me and another thing that I realized today is that the word of today today was patience and over the past couple of years, I didn't have an awful lot of patience when I was going through recovery in the gym and I was doing the same exercises every day and I was doing banded and exercises work in the gym but I couldn't do weight work or weightlifting or that sort of extent because of obviously I didn't have the ACL reconstruction done yet. So I remember just being in the physio and being like very impatient. I didn't see any results. and But yeah, obviously he's seen the results because he was educated in it. And I think today just proved to myself that all the work that I did put in over the years has proven to me today because my body just has responded so well. And just being able to do that, being able to dive into a pill, being able to put one foot in front of the other and move. And over nine days have moved almost 200 kilometres and done so many steps, thousands and thousands of steps every day. Whereas that one day and seven months post um, the accident, which was December 2014, to taking three steps in my kitchen and only being able to bear weight on my leg for three times to now not even thinking twice about that because when I had to learn how to walk again it was heel toe heel toe and I had to physically tell my brain that and then to just be here and just walking and running and not like Julie Andrews literally <laughs> just <laughs> that's it You'll I be have making, had a few making of outfits out of this, for this lot out of curtains next it's um yeah it's a, it's a beautiful thing to to sit here and see you. Well, I, I mean, the night you arrived, I mean, I came to meet you and, well, obviously we went off and had a little bit of fun. Went to a party, yeah, went to a cave rave. In the cave rave, um, which was just, just your, your enthusiasm was infectious. Yeah. It was 
very apparent when Toby and I called you up that it was, you know, you were the right man for the job, so to speak. And um, we felt something massive when we when we heard you and we spoke to you. And it was, you know, the thing is with you and what you've been through and the emotion and everything else that we felt when we felt connected to you through that was like, you know, it's mind over matter at the end of the day. If you've yeah, got the positivity yeah. and the mental strategy and that, that faith and belief that you are going to make it through, you know, that's what I felt when I had the blister thing. Obviously, it's not even slightly similar, but it kind of was to, in my head at the time. It was like, how am I going to do this? I have no idea. But as soon as I said, no, nope, I'm not giving up. I am not, not going to finish this. I've got to crack on even though I'm not here for the same similar reasons as the rest of the group I was there to work in my head. But at the same time, it was like... God, the people are so amazing. I want to yeah, finish this walk yeah. and I bloody well will. It's bloody-mindedness and it's so amazing the power of the mind when you make up your mind to finish something, to crack on, to be something and do something. And that's just, like, gorgeous to hear you say that and so inspiring and just exactly why we've got you here. You know, like little <laughs> clutches around the campfire getting you drunk. I think what's amazing with Laura is... She's so young. You're 20, isn't it? 20, yeah. Yeah, and you're still right at the beginning of your life, and there's people that are um, your similar, similar sort of age but are just sat on their fat asses doing nothing. And if something <laughs> happened to them like this happened Usually to put you... Usually Toby. Yeah. Well, no, and if something happened to them like happened to you, a lot of them would just sit on their ass, gain loads of fucking weight, blame the whole world, say it's not their fault claim benefits and that would be the rest of their lives but you have a huge inspiration because you actually didn't do that and I think that if you can just help one other person to realise that if something shit does happen in your life you haven't got to live with it you can move on from it and even around this group here you know it's an amazing group of people here with and we we found out over the shares this week you know amazing things have happened to these people here as well but you're an inspiration to them because you're so young and I think that's just listen to you talk now you need to get out there and yeah. inspire the world <laughs> mm. and um, get, get the world aware that if something shit happens don't let it fuck up your life because yeah. Yeah, well, you can do amazing things mm. to mention that we are planning on writing an article um, on the around the island and obviously about the whole experience and you know obviously the positivities of how something like this can change and I think I've even mentioned Chalisa is one of the like just such amazing people in this group and I'd love Lisa to shout out to them all. Lisa Mack, yeah, sorry, Lisa Mack. Um, and she even said to me and agreed to me that with my recovery it was 90% mine and mind and 10%. Yeah. And there's always a quote that I go by that, you know, if with any recovery, the doctors are great when it comes to physical, but when it comes to mental, it's all you. Why do you think that you're different from so many other people? I think with what you said about, um, you know, you can sit on the couch and you can sit there all day and blame other people it's exactly sounded exactly like my mum <laughs> and for a good part of my recovery I did blame other people and I didn't want to feel like a victim and I was like this is not my fault you know I didn't ask for this and I just went into a really bad place and I'd wake up in the morning I'd go down my stairs on my bum and I'd sit on the couch and I'd ask my mum like my mum would make me food and I just wouldn't be able to do anything um, and then I just got sick of it I, what moment what, what moment changed that you said, OK, I'm going to do something about it? So what did change is I was my other family, my family. So my injury just didn't impact me and Im- impacted my family and the people around me. So they were feeling what I was feeling. And because I was in pain and because I was just going through such a terrible time of accepting what happened to me. And, you know, I was 16, I just went 16 and I was, had an amazing year that year and I was like 2015 is going to be my year and then just to think that you would have only been able to walk for the first 16 years of your life and then that's it it's going to get taken away from me and not knowing that um, so that put me in a really bad place but the love that I had for my family and the way they were seeing me and the way I was down that's not who I am and I was a very athletic person You've been telling me this trip though that you're fa- you haven't come from the easiest background in the easiest family Yeah, yeah. So, so um, even though you've come from a difficult background and where you were brought up and that, you still managed to dig through it. Yeah, um, so I'm from North Dublin, so a part called Coolock, and it's not really a very, it's not a rich area. Um, we call it a debt area, which is basically, there's not enough money in it, there's very high crime, you know, we've robbed cars and... Horses. Horses. <laughs> 
Just a very weird area. Robbed but, um, horses. Hang on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May I interject? I think that's a story for another day. <laughs> on, on day on day three, she wanted to rub a horse. <laughs> we passed that's the horse. That's not true. <laughs> she, she did. She said, "I want to free oh, the horse yeah. and take yeah. it with us." Save. I've been correct. Oh, save, save, save the horse. horse. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you don't. You're saving them and giving them to a better life. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, long story short. Um, oh, like not robbing a horse, like stealing one. Yeah, so yeah. there's these saving. guys that saving. would... Saving, saving. Yeah, uh, so there's these guys that would have horses and you wouldn't look after them. So me and my sister were really... Uh, loved horses and loved animals. So we'd save the horse feed them and groom them and then rehung them to riding schools where they'd use them as riding horses or companion horses for free um, <laughs> okay but um <laughs> in my background um my mom is a part-time cleaner so there's nothing there's not an awful lot of money in my family and in the start of 2014 i made a decision that i didn't want my mom to have sort of financial difficulty anymore so i actually set up a business in the start of 2014 and it's called laura's crystal Wear. And I hand-painted glasses and sold them on Zenonline Irish Ferries, which is the ferry from uh, Ireland to England. And mm-hmm. I cra- traded in craft shows and I met amazing people and actually won Entrepreneur of the Year in 2014. And travelled to America, obviously first time being there, brought the mother, and it was just absolutely amazing. So that happened during that year and this small business was, that was a hobby of mine and a craft of mine was setting off. And then obviously the end of the year was um, where the accident happened in December 2014. So... That's why it was a big, another big change in my life because my whole life turned upside down and finally where I was having money and giving, being able to give my mum a bit of financial freedom, that also got taken away from me. So with the struggles that my mum has been through, well, not even struggles because I've always had something when I, within my childhood. I had an amazing childhood. My mum is an amazing independent person and so is my sisters. And these are the women who I look up to within my life. And that's the reason why the person who I am today is because of my sister Rachel, is because of my sister Gemma, is because of my mum Laura, which is also called Laura. She's my absolute best friend. And I have so much to thank them for. But it's the love that I had for them that made me want to change because my mum has given me so much. And I wanted to give back the world to her because she deserved it, because that's what she gave to me. So I sucked it up, buttercup, which is what I said to myself. And like I said, the past go. Um, the past is the past. It can destroy the future. Live for now, what tomorrow has to offer, and not what yesterday is taken away. And I think I just started to vis- take in my surroundings and what, how it was affecting my mum and my family. And then I just decided that I actually needed to change. And it was around that seven-month mark. Um, I started to get a bit more intense with physio, and I was putting waking up in the morning and trying to put weight in my left leg while still holding the crutch and I put 20% and then 40% and 60% and then all of a sudden I'd be able to slightly balance on my left leg full weight and then it was just that day I, I got up off the couch I went into the kitchen on the crutches and I put the crutches up against the, the kitchen table and I just took three steps towards my mum and she just the, the look on her face I'd never never forget um, and then we just cried with happy tears and then I put back in the crutches she was like right this is it this is where you're going from now and she was excited and she was like you know she's finally back to herself and I can see her coming back out and then I wasn't staying on the couch I was getting up I remember getting up and getting off the couch and going to the fireplace to get the remote where would you usually call my mum in so I think the big change and the reason why I think I'm different is I had that's such amazing support of family and you know I've been through hardship and I'm humble and you know I'm very appreciative of the connections that I have around me and I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my family and I definitely wouldn't be through my injury if it wasn't for them either and like you know Toby throughout the whole trip they have just been absolutely proud of me and said and like the times that I've had a, a bit of a rough day I'd give them a call and they were like you're just you've been absolutely amazing you've been putting your body through emotions and you've begun really far and just like like just to have that support and like they're so happy for me and I'm so happy to make them proud and I just think that has been pushing me on as well and to Rachel and my mum and Gemma they're just the top three amazing people in my life and Toby's been um, lucky enough to have dealt with Rachel as well <laughs> but how um, so well, it's rather um, amazing how it came about. So when we were talking to you on the phone, you said you had a product, a company that makes some promotional items. Yes. And I was literally just about to place an order for some walk, new Walking Beater T-shirts. 
So I sent Laura True a entrepreneurial message. True uh, entrepreneurial style. style. I thought, oh, maybe they'd like to give me a quote <laughs> for some T-shirts. So uh-huh. I sent um, you the email and then you put me in touch with your nice. sister yeah. and they sent me back a quote and um, I went, yeah, yeah, let's go for it. What a, lo- what a beautiful sort of connection and... You know what goes around comes around and everything, yeah. and then you also very very beautifully um, sponsored or gave, gave me um, all the body warmers that my guides are now wearing. So as a, as a little thank you from your, you and your sister, which I just thought was so beautiful, and that's for me that's what it's, that's why it's amazing. You know, if you give something back and it comes back again, but exactly that, that was that was so, podcast, that was yeah. so quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think the message I'm receiving from all of this though is just love and connection and community and yeah. you know support, and that's all we ever need to get through this mental hardship. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the physical is is disastrous and hideous and painful and horrible, but it's the mental it's the mental state that gets us through all of this other stuff because ultimately, and actually, I really have to say. When I was on the Around the Island walk, when it came to that day when I saw with my own eyes the damage that had been created in my feet, I was like, oh, that's it, I'm out. But then when I actually said to myself, no, I am not opting out of this because I don't give it two hoots and I have to finish it. When I, when I realised that it was actually impossible to basically just stop feeling from the ankle down i honestly managed to breathe through the pain of that and and not feel anything else from the ankle down it was like wow the mind is the most powerful thing in the world and i just couldn't get over that i thought that was the most incredible thing i'd ever experienced and just touching back on what you said about love we did an amazing share this year that um i've made the word of the day music and then i said all day long think about what song you'd like to play at the end of the day and then we went round instead of we did you did a little introduction and then played your song that meant had feelings for you or mm. a connection or was your favourite song whatever it was but it was an amazing show it was one of the, the probably the best shares I've ever done and my song was all you need is love all you need is love yeah all you need is love so there you go the very first time I asked you to share a song, it was um, Dancing in the Moonlight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that went on the first podcast, and I was like, oh, I thought you were going to say that, but no, no, all we need is love. It is so love. true. Yeah. It's so, 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 so true. Mm. That is all we need to what Laura was saying about what, got you, what you, got you through your leg was all your love from your family. Yeah, it really was, yeah. Well, that is the strongest thing in the world. But that's what gets created in this group on the Around the Island Walk, and that's why we're sitting here tonight, and that's why, you know, I wanted to, to, to make you the first Reset Rebel interview guest and to, you know, open this out and uh, create it. And thank God that you said yes, and I'm really grateful for that. And I feel love for you. I love for Laura, and I'm literally just the happiest woman alive right now. This is like my biggest dream come true under the stars in Calisama Centre. Yet another one. Um, it just, uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy. We're not going to finish on such a cheesy note, but I'm really grateful for you guys for joining us here on this podcast. Um, thank you, Toby Clark. Thank you, Joe York. And so, this is actually probably one of the first times that I've had two of us together. Um, like, I don't know how physically in words that I can thank both of you. So in my head, I've, I'm hearing you talk about things. I'm like, what can I get Toby? I'm in the middle of the woods. <laughs> I have no access to ATMs. A potty. A potty and some toilet. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a, toilet. a spade. <laughs> so I just want to, if I can, from the bottom of my heart, to both of you guys, thank you so much. Um, like, as I said, it was the first time, sort of telling my story, but not only that, I think it's actually have helped me get through my journey and being on this walk around the island it is what I needed it is what I needed to get past everything that happened and I feel like that when I get off that plane and land in Ireland that I'm going to be this girl that this thing has never happened to me but has made me a better person and I'm going to continue on walking and I'm going to do amazing walks around Ireland and around mainland Spain and I'm going to go travel and and see the world and just live Um, and I do want to end on a positive note and that if something bad does happen to you we do only have a short amount of time on this on this earth and it's it's for living and it's for loving and it's for seeing nature um, is that if something does happen accept it as if you've chosen it and move on and think to yourself not why did this happen or you know if it's something that's happened and you physically cannot change it it's out of your control accept it there and then and then think right what am I going to do to make this better because wasting all that time 
stressing and dwelling and this could have happened and that could have happened, you're just wasting time. And I think that's one thing that I have learned about this and that's the reason I'm going to use my time very wisely and just have a completely different outlook on life. Laura Green, the reset rebel. I like, quite literally, you've I taken Toby Clark's crown. I mean, devastation that his crown has been taken. But um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the princess that will never be taken. But to be fair, that's a beautiful thing. And it, yeah, absolutely. Well, come, it's, and, come and lead a walk around the island in a few years. Then. I was yeah. actually just about to say oh, that I've been thinking today that I'd love to come to Ayurveda and walk around the island because today like I just I love to Off do that front, yeah. dancing at the front yeah <laughs> come on like the little leprechaun like the poid poiper the leprechaun leading everyone hey we go this way now <laughs> I'll get you some green sweatshirts there's a Ryan here playing with the Irish flag yeah. <laughs> amazing Thank you guys for taking part on this podcast, The Reset Rebel Edition, number 32. Number 32, Joe. You're heading up the numbers. Well done. (laughs) Amazing job. And thank you so much, Joe, for coming up with the idea. And there's not many people that come up with such a ridiculous idea, and it works. And it's an amazing, amazing idea. And you actually went through with it as well. Will you do the same again for us next year, Toby Clark? Yes, definitely. Yeah, I love 100%. you. 100%. Oh. I'm in again. Okay, I'm going to cry now. I'm literally going to cry. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Goodbye, Laura Green. It's been a pleasure. Never a chore. No, no. Well, the finish line's in a few days, so I think I'll be the same. But thanks so much, guys, and for listening, and Toby and Joe. And I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Sam, Samagria and the fire, and I'm going to have a lot of My Samagria. And my Ridio, Ridio, Vino, the Campo Firio. Oh, muy, muy bien. Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. to you every day